Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Stephen, alongside here with Brandon. We're doing something quite a bit different in today's episode. So I got my haircut last week, and my hairdresser, I kind of had a conversation with her, and we talked about our similar interest in making videos and, and doing this type of thing. So I was like, you want to work together on something sometime? Not knowing how she would react, and she was like, totally. So basically, we decided that we were going to have her on the show and just make up a podcast on the spot, and what you're about to see is exactly that, and listen to, I guess, because you can also listen to it. Enjoy. There's lots of different ways. <laughs> uh, but here's my thing. Because you are an introspective person, like you said. Yeah. So I feel like... But I'm right now, I'm in this... I Dude, the last four or five years of my life, I've been in this analytical mode where I'm trying to figure out what kind of person I am. So I might not be... I may not have come full throttle yet where I'm... You know, full circle yet where I've completely figured out how I am you know what I mean like well I feel like that's life like that I don't think there are any destinations in life I feel like your whole yeah, life just, should be that growing and figuring things out and, and yes, continuing. you continuously learn yeah so that's where I say like the black and white mentality you set a ceiling for yourself you say things are this way well when I have to make a decision but you can still make decisions in the gray you just like if you just say it's that no way, making a decision is black and white in and of itself. Like <laughs> No, not necessarily. If I like I'll try yeah. to give you an example. Like it you, could you be a to... could be a burrito. <laughs> I ordered a small burrito and I got a large. It's great. So I'm like <laughs> I thought that bur- no, they, that was a small burrito. Yeah, that's no, a good, it wasn't. that's a good point today. I mean it wasn't a small burrito by yeah. our standards. No, that's but... a large burrito. It's all relative. Oh, I see what it? you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this some weird joke? Oh, uh, man. This, your Italian's coming out. Ah, uh, yeah. I see it. You guys see it now? I'm trying to think of an example of this. Um, okay, so a gray area decision. Your family is starving. You don't have enough money to buy food, so you make the decision to steal food. No, I wouldn't do that. I would. So, pro- so there's well, all gonna you just die? make money, so you can buy food. I'm giving you an example of a situation yeah. where there's a, a decision <laughs> that's within the gray. You can't just ask. Is it stuff. right or wrong to do that? You you don't. Let's say you don't have the capability of making. Oh, I see. Like I'm thinking. Sorry. I'm, okay. That so that is the it's that choice or that choice. That's what you're saying. But I'm saying that. Well, yeah. Then we you really, steal. Can we? Define that it's right or wrong, though, is what I'm saying. It, it feels more gray than it is black and white. Uh, well, I mean, if it's life or death, I'd say it's, yeah, it's, I'd say it's black it's and white. It's black and white. No, I'm not saying that that's not... No, it's not black and white. Because <laughs> you're still sacrificing your morals for a situation. Oh, so well, it, who said that was my morals? <laughs> Sam's all about stealing. What are you I talking mean, about? I mean, that's a... <laughs> 
right, you're just not getting my point. That's fine. We can move on. No one understands me. This is part of being an adult. No one gets it. No one understands me. That's part of being a child. It's a phase. See, people think it's a phase. It ain't no fucking phase. Nobody ever understands people like us. I figured you out the first second I met you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. You You're just as bad as her, then. Maybe. Psychopath. Yeah. You just judge You're right fucking away. so black and yeah, white. Yeah, you're just as bad, Brandon. <laughs> I had you pegged. I'm just like everybody else. You're exactly like everybody else. I think you're a unique individual. I think everyone is a unique mm-hmm. individual. Yeah, Bring their own too. unique skill sets, That's good and true. bad qualities. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Objectively, is this, is this a gray area? Is this one of your gray areas? Oh my god! Brandon, you're really into those gray areas, huh? <laughs> That's not true. You don't think everyone is an individual? That was a joke. You don't even get my sense of humor. She doesn't get me at all. <laughs> Brandon's always misunderstood. Think, well, you're not Italian. I do think that <laughs> that whole everyone's an individual thing does get blown out of proportion. I feel like a lot of people. Well, I think that depends on your personality type. Okay, but then you're not everyone's an individual. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the argument. Like that's why that's why people argue. You know, because I am by nature, I think, very individualistic, but. Except when you're in a relationship and you just want someone else to do all the <laughs> But I, listen, you know. So what are we doing tonight? I don't know, whatever you want to do. That's what I usually say, but I don't bitch when they make the decision. Either, okay, I'm like, you make all the decisions. But the second that they, like. If you're going to say what I think you're going to say, I want to call you on it. But <laughs> No, I do let the other person make the decisions, and I. But if they make the wrong one, no. If they make the wrong one, or or if they make one that I may not be so like attracted to, I'll still go with it, and I won't bitch, and I'll like it. I'm not. I will not bitch if I tell you to make the decision. I actually mean it. That's what I'm saying. So, how have you ever broken up with anybody? Because you just do whatever anybody else wants. Uh oh. Well, they have. Well, the people I've broken up with, there have been good reasons. <laughs> and how do you know that I broke up with anybody? I never told you that. You're assuming shit. No, I don't like people who assume shit. Okay. <laughs> it's just basic, basic statistics. Have yeah. you ever broken up with somebody? Yeah. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> have you? Uh, yeah. Like, see? Everybody has. Well, okay, so everybody. you're assuming shit right now. <laughs> well, well. This is the contradiction hour uh, presented by everything. It's it. Um, I have a newsflash for you. It is impossible to live life without contradiction. It seems so, like a justification for your constant yeah. contradictions. What? You can't not. I'm just giving you a hard time. Fuck. Get to know me. I'm unique. I'm an individual. I'm special. No, this is. I don't. I do think that the whole individualistic thing gets blown out of blown out of proportion. I think a lot of us think that we're super special, and I've found I feel like part of my becoming an adult is feeling like I'm not as special as I think I am. Yeah, you're more special. Uh (laughs) Oh. 
see, I kind of, I kind of did the opposite thing where I always kind of thought to myself, I'm not that special. I'm just like everybody else. And then recently I've kind of been like, no, like people think I'm a little strange. So maybe. Wait, is this the witch thing or the New Orleans thing? I just, it's. <laughs> Like, yeah. like one of my friends is like, you're like a pretty abstract thinker. And I never, he said this to me and I was kind of like, really? I didn't know that. Like, I just kind of thought everybody thinks like me, but they clearly don't. I mean, you know. Well, I think that's something that I, I think sometimes can be a rude awakening. I feel like a lot of times you don't understand how people don't think the way that you think. You, yeah. you think they're making a stupid decision. It's like, well, they just don't have that perspective that I have in my head. Exactly. Um, that Which is because everybody is a unique individual. Nobody thinks the fucking same. No, but I'm, I, I, I guess I mean more, I'm not unique in the, in the fact that I'm the super special person. And I'll tell you why I've kind of come more to that. See, I never thought I was special. I used to think I could change the world oh. if I tried hard enough or if I followed a certain path or whatever. Okay. This episode well, you, will change the world. Just, just well, through my, well, you still could. We still can. I mean, this episode. Yeah, but I think that within that belief, I started to put those expectations on myself and it became a burden that I, oh. I, I self-imposed is what I'm saying. So coming back to the realization of I'm only human is really what it is. But what happened, I can give an example. So I was a PCA for kids with autism. PCA, what does that stand for? uh, Personal care assistant. Okay. Um, So I worked with this kid who was very not functional, um, very intensive. He had gone through like four or five PCAs within like a three-month span before I came in. And I went into this household thinking I can make this huge difference and that I was going to like turn this family around. The mom was like a hoarder. Um, There was a bunch of just like really dysfunctional things happening in the household. And I thought if I just work my ass off, if I help organize, if I help do this, you know, this and that, this is going to change this family's life. I I can have that impact. I got there and I did make changes while I was there. Why are you smirking? (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking I'm saying something. He's being Italian. Um, That's what Italians do. No, but I, uh, so I thought I could make this huge impact and I realized that the change that's going to happen within that family has to come from within that family. I mean, I can maybe be somewhat of an influence, but I'm not going to be the one that changes them. They're going to have to do that within themselves. And so that's where I'm just like, I'm not this special person that can come into a place and just fix everything. And Mm -hmm. I think that might even be, you know, maybe we talked about a previous episode the idea of trying to be a man i think a lot of times you get this perspective of i just want to fix everything i want things to be perfect you know i want to work towards that and you just kind of realize that uh, you're not capable of all those things yeah. yeah no i mean i think uh maybe that's going back to a personality type thing i don't know if that's what that is but i mean i think a lot of women feel the same way as well you know i think I, I, they think that they want to fix everything and you know that's why people stay in like questionable relationship situations and you know because they think 
or they hope that someday this person's going to change or, but really the person can only do it themselves. And I mean, I, it sounds so cliche, but it's just the truth And life teaches you that like you cannot help anyone who's not willing to help themselves. And that's why I end up walking away from a lot of situations because once I feel like I have put myself into it as much as I can, or I think, or I've just exerted all my energy into it, then I real something clicks and it's like, all right, time to walk away. And like, let this situation dissolve, how, like play out however it's going to without me in it. Because... I have to worry about myself at the end of the day, you know? So I can't be worried about all your shit over here because I have to take care of myself, obviously, you know? So yeah. that's a super relatable thing for me. Cause like <laughs> no one else is going to. So you can't change people. I think if there's anything as, no. as an adult that I've realized more and more is like, as much as you want people to, to be a certain way, like it, you, you might see a lot of good qualities in someone and you're like hoping someday they're going to change into this person. All you can do is guide them as best as you can, but ultimately like you can't work miracles on people. And if they're not willing to make the changes after a certain point, like that's probably just the person that you have there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's totally... I mean, and not to say, like, you know, some people with with major, like, issues, like personality issues or addiction issues or whatever it might be, um, I think those people can change. I mean, I, we've seen those people change in society. Like, there's lots of examples in, like you know entertainment people like you know that used to be like a heroin addict or like whatever it is you know and they are honest with themselves they get the treatment they need they change their lives around i mean it happens people do it all the time so it's people are capable of it it's just like they have to want it enough and you aren't gonna and definitely you sticking around is probably not going to help them it's probably just enabling them to stay the way that they are because they don't think they have to change because why should they they have this person there so that's so true literally that's like the truest thing is if someone actually uh but i I actually think it's the best thing to leave the situation exactly because that's the only thing that's going to make them possibly come to a realization you know, it's a really tough thing to a situation to be in when it's a person that you love or care about that, because you you don't you have this kind of self inflicted guilt of like, oh I'm abandoning them while they're going through this, but actually you being there is probably worse for the, the thing than it. Uh, in my opinion, it is. Yeah, I, but I but again, everyone has their theories, you know, and their own. No, all my theories are facts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with this one. <laughs> I agree with this one, Sam. Like, definitely, you're not doing them any any help by just sticking around. Because I know for me personally, there's been instances where when I've like lost people in my life, it's made me realize like, oh, I shouldn't act this. There we go. Huh? Uh, <laughs> huh? And back. Yeah, no, Sam, you're definitely right. You should. It, people are not going to change unless, oftentimes, the person leaves their life. 
then they're like, oh, wait, now these people aren't going to stick around? Like, maybe I actually should change. Where before, you, like, enabled it by still being there and just being Unless like, ah. they change for you, if it's becoming very obvious that this person is making decisions because you're in their life, then that person is showing that they want you in their life. But if they're not, then they don't. Yeah, but is that healthy? Is want, what healthy? You don't want people to make a decision about, like, changing their life for you because is that going to stick they got to make that decision for themselves right yes yes Uh, i do i I mean i think you're right like it it comes from a place of love they want you in their life yeah but is it is it going to be a sustainable way to make that change in yourself correct i know i do think ultimately at the end of the day it has to be a decision that you want to make yourself you know but, like, I, for instance, I recently had a situation where um, there, was some, there was something that somebody didn't like about me. And I was like, you know, it, but this particular thing. <laughs> Being around the bush if I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this particular thing, I was not thrilled about about myself even. So I was like, all right, so push come to shove, you know, like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, well, I like want to change this thing anyways. So I just, sometimes you need the right person to come in your life to kind of like jump start it for yeah, you. You, you know what I mean? You. Somebody to come into your life to kind of kick your ass in gear a little bit and kind of be like, all right, I don't like this. And then you being like, well, I wanted to change this thing about myself anyways. So, you know what I mean? If you already, if it's something you already wanted to do, then. Well, let me ask you this thing that you changed <laughs> that, you, that you won't tell us what it is. Is it still changed? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I had a thing like this. It was, uh, you know, Nutter Butters, the cookies, like the little like peanut butter cookie things. Oh. I had a girlfriend who would say, why do you eat those every day? Like, that's really unhealthy for you. And I was like, you're right. And guess what? You since don't need Feb- butter. Since February 20, 2011, 2012. Silver for anymore. What? Oh, she said, she said she, wait, what? She let you do like you eat nutter butters every day? Yeah, she was like, yeah, you eat nutter butters like every day. She's not You so should cool. just stop. And I was like, you're right. I should stop. And had she not brought that up, I would still be an addict to this day. I would still be eating like four to eight nutter butters every day. Do you really think you would have, or would you have passed through that phase? I think I, I think I was hooked. I mean, think about it. I know exactly when I stopped. <laughs> he has a sobriety like, chip. Like you were hooked on nutter butters. Like I, yeah. I mean, I guess people see. This is what I mean. People have all kinds of addictions. They come in all different shapes and forms. Actually, yes, you're right. I just personally never had a food addiction, so I think I tend to kind of like dismiss that a little bit which I shouldn't because I know that that's like a real fucking addiction like it's like a it's like smoking or like drinking or like you know it's a real yeah, addiction I used to weigh 900 pounds because <laughs> <laughs> you're Italian. I was so unhealthy back then um but yeah I mean I guess people have an I I just I know I just 
I guess I just don't take us seriously because I'm like a nutter butter. I was, like, I was like the cookie monster, all right? It's like very similar, but it was a specific type of cookie. I think cookie monster just like all cookies are a problem. <laughs> This show has gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the topic? Uh, <laughs> Sesame Street? I think that's what we talked about. I think, oh, Sam's got some opinions on Sesame Street. I can see no. it brewing. Yeah, overrated. That's my opinion. Overrated. I don't know. Definitely overrated. I don't know. They teach some valuable <laughs> lessons on Sesame Street. That's where I became an adult. Never heard oh, of one. Oh, Sesame Street? Yep. Yeah. I um, I, you really, like, for real, you had an addiction to <laughs> Like, did you just we're, make that up? We're still on this? I mean, if you ask, like, my friends back home, they were like, I was known as, like, Nutter Butter Guy. <laughs> oh, like, damn. You, like, had a serious Yeah, nutter I butter mean, it addiction. wasn't like every day I was eating, like, nine pounds of Nutter Butters. It was just, like, every day I would eat, like, at least a couple of Nutter Butters. Yeah. I just thought that was, like, part of life. Like, <laughs> it was, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, Nutter Butters. <laughs> uh, have you ever been out of the country? <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have Nutter Butters. They didn't have them, right? Yeah, they didn't have them. So, and then how did you feel once you were suddenly without the Nutter Butters? I mean, okay. There, there For was, the first time. There was like, there was, Do, was it like a, like an aha moment? Like, did you, did you have to get, like, did you have to adapt to this? Did you go through withdrawals? There, there were days where I didn't eat Nutter Butters. There was like, like, I, I could go like days, I wouldn't even go a whole week without Nutter Butters, but... Basically, here in the states, the the, the yes, but ultimately, <laughs> nutter butters were a big part of what I did. <laughs> oh my god! I was just wondering because, like, damn, when you go, when you travel abroad, like, you just you, you don't have a choice but to adapt. A lot of times, you know what I mean. That's kind of the point. It makes you, I think, uh, being a traveled or a cultured person makes you a little bit more adaptable. I think that's kind of the point. You're so, you're so cultured. Well, I'm French. Very cultured. Brandon, learn culture, all right? God, you guys. Well, he's fucking Italian over here, and you're American from Minnesota. No, I'm from Michigan, actually, originally, if you didn't so, know that. What the fuck? Literally but, a neighboring state, and she's giving yeah. me shit. Yeah, no, it's true. I am. I'm, I like to talk a lot of shit, you know? I'm, I'm judgmental. You're I'm so old. Sassy. That's true. I've become judgmental in my older years. We already covered this. <laughs> so where all have you lived? Let's let's deconstruct your life path. Yeah. Uh, where all have I lived? In Michigan and Chicago. That's it. I thought you said New York. Or no, you no. Just, we're talking about people that live in New York. Or person you do hair for or something. I don't know. Right, we, we've made we've made it this long, and we haven't talked about. I want to talk a little bit about the your reality show experience. Are you oh. cool with, with like with talking about that for a second? Because I'm like yeah, really interested fine. to hear your your point of view on this. That's fine. So tell so break down a little bit of like what happened and why you made the decision that you did. Uh, when I declined being on a reality show. Yeah, just take me back to like how it happened and why. Uh, you did it. So I was probably about like 24 or around 23, 24 ish. And um, so if you remember that there was a show on Bravo about cutting, I like not say names of networks and like, I don't know if I should specify, like, is that that. okay? You could say that. That's, that's fine. Okay. Anyway, there was a show, a reality. (laughs) 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 
There was a reality show about... Um, I think I watched this. Hairstylists. I seriously think I used to watch this. You show. may have. You very well may have. I think it was kind of popular. But, um, so anyway, they were doing a casting call here in Chicago. And at the time, I mean, I had been a hairstylist maybe three years. It was very early on in my career. Um, but I was, you know, like real, f- I had a real funky style at the time. Like I wore different colors and like, you know, and, um, I mean, I'm still kind of, kind of have a funky style, but you know, it was a little bit more exaggerated back then. But, um, anyways, they came into the casting call and my boss said, you need to go try out for this show. And I was like, ugh, she's why no I don't want to I just had no desire to be on TV at all or like famous at all um and especially for reality television you know like if I was going to be a famous person I wanted it to be famous for um like for my for my craft or something but not like so I guess it was around my craft because it was about a haircutting, but it was a reality show. And to me, this is like, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. So anyway, he goes, I want you to audition for this show. And I said no initially. And then I decided, well, in order to appease my boss, I'm just going to go try out. Because they're ne- I thought they're never going to pick me, you know, because there's going to be so, so many people want to be on shows like this. So many people want fame and all this stuff. So there's going to be so many people trying out and I don't really want to. Well, the day comes and I decide, okay, I'll go down there because they won't pick me. So I'll just go to appease him. I go, there's a line like around the building, downtown Chicago. And I get in line and I'm like, perfect. There's so many people here. You know, they're not going to pick me. Sure as shit, the line, get. I get closer to the audition room. Pretty soon I'm next, and they open the door, and I go in, and right as soon as I walked in the door, they go, we want you. <laughs> I go, are you kidding me? They're like, no, we want you. They hadn't asked me my name yet. They hadn't asked me um, to demonstrate any work. They hadn't even asked me. They didn't even ask me if I had a cosmetology license at this point yet. Like, none of that. They just took one look at me and said, we want you. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, are you sure? (laughs) What? Apparently, these people really know what they're looking for. Because as soon as they see it, they, like, spot it. And it's like, okay. So I'm like, okay. So they gave me a contract that was like this thick. And they said, take this home and read it and come back for a second audition next week at the same time at the same place. But we really want you. We want to cast you for the show. So make sure you go home and fill this out. I said, okay. Well, me being the fucking analytical person that I am, I take it home and I start actually reading the shit, right? Like, because I don't think anyone reads these contracts. I think they just sign them because they want to be famous, you know? I'm like, oh, no. I'm like nickel and diamond this thing. <laughs> like, And there was all kinds of stuff in there. Like, we reserve the right to edit this however we see fit. You know, uh, we can sue you for a million dollars if you leak any information before the show airs. Like, all this kind of crazy stuff. And I'm like, 
okay, I'm not signing this because they can literally like edit this to make you look like however they fucking want to, you know? So I was like, ah, I'm just not really comfortable with that. So the day came and I got all ready to go. And um, I called a cab and everything in like, I had waited like 15 minutes for the cab and then I just said, you know what, like this is just not for me. At least like not right now. So I called them and I go, you know, I called the cab and I canceled it. And then I called them and I was like, I'm not coming to the audition. I just decided. I, I, she's like, oh my God, are you serious? Like, do you know how many people would just kill for this opportunity? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they would, but like, that's just not me. So I just don't really care to do it. I don't want to. And she's like, are you sure? You know, she tried to talk me into it. She's like, we really wanted you. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want it. So like, cause I had, I just had this like feeling that they were going to pick me. So I was like, mm, then what am I going to, I'm going to do, you know, like, cause I don't really want to be on the show. So then I just said no. And I stayed home. And that's like, I was just like, I just don't want to be, I, at that point in my life, I just, it just was not what I wanted. Like, I just wasn't. So looking back on it, are you happy with the decision? Um, uh, kind of, I go back and forth with that. Like now I'm kind of like old enough to be like, oh God, like why did I even give a shit? You know, cause I could have won like a hundred thousand dollars. Like if I had won the show. I could have won a lot of money and people usually forget about you anyways. You know what I mean? Like people don't pay as much attention to you as you think they do. I don't think it. I don't think, I mean, I hope they don't. (laughs) That's, that's, that's my hope that they don't pay that much attention to you. But, um, uh, but I was like, well, (sighs) Now I'm just kind of like, well, if that's like really what I would be good at, then maybe it's okay. And it doesn't really matter what people say anyways. You know what I mean? Because it's just what they say. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't define you, you know? It's not really who you are. It's just their perspective of who you are. So you wish you did do it? Um... No, at the time I was, at the time I was happy with my life the way it was. But if I, but if someone asked me now, now I would probably do it. But back then, no, I wouldn't. How did it feel when you walked in and they said, it's you? Did did you feel like Uh, special or just surprised? Just surprised. Like, cause, cause we had this kind con- cause I didn't think I was special in any way, you know? Yeah. So when they were like, we want you, I was like, whoa, like, I just like was not prepared for that. You know, I was like, why? But I, I guess they just know what they're looking for. I mean, those casting director people, like I think they just know what they're looking for. So like when they see it, they know, I guess, but no, I didn't. I, I don't regret my decision because I don't like to live with regrets. I think it was the right decision for me at the time. And now maybe I would make a different one, but I don't know. Brandon, I have a question uh, for you about this because you had a semi similar situation where you were offered a record label. um, I don't know what, four years ago, five years ago or something like that. 
and you turned that down, and I've always been curious as to how you felt at that moment in time, like when you when someone brought it up to you, and how you felt when you turned it down, and what what you thought about since then. Well, I I had a similar point of view where I like, well they when they offered me the record. Well, what was this for? What do you do? Like, do you? <laughs> well, I suppose we should have filled her in. But... <laughs> uh, so I, well, I had dropped out of school to pursue music as a career. So okay. I play piano. I write songs. I sing. Oh, okay. Oh, we've okay. actually, we've actually got uh, this even right here. Uh. Yeah, it's not up anywhere, but if you want one. Okay. Contact me. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I went. Because to... he's not public, apparently. He didn't take a record deal, so. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I went to this audition. I didn't really even know what it was, but uh, it turns out that it was people from the same record label as Rebecca Black, the girl who sings Friday. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. You don't know that? Shut the <laughs> No way you don't know it. Alright, well everybody else in the world knows this song. No. But uh, I, they sorry. they told me that they wanted to start taking their label in a more serious direction and they thought that they could do that with me. But they said that they I asked them about writing my own music and they said, Well you can be part of the process essentially. And music for me was always this um, it has to be you from beginning to end. Yeah, like, your hands are in it. They're in it. It's my craft. It's yours. Just like you said. Yes. Yes. If I absolutely. was going to get big or something, I wanted to be because of my craft. Yes. Not just because I wanted to get big. And so I um, I turned it down. Um, I actually got some flack from some people that were in my inner circle. They're like, you could have just at least negotiated more or something like that. And it was just like, they said I couldn't write my songs. That That's just non-negotiable. You know, so it's... Yeah. Sorry. Um, but maybe after you, like, took the record label, like, and then and then presented them with some of your actual writing, that, and then they kind of was like, oh, maybe, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, his shit's good. Like, maybe they would have let you start doing that later. Possibly, but, but I would have already signed a contract. So yeah. if they said no, then I'm fucked anyways. You know, it was, I just, I didn't want to take that chance because yeah. I didn't want to end up signing my soul over to, you know, the possibility of not being able to create. Why do you keep smirking when I feel like you're judging Who, me? or him? Yeah, you. You keep smirking. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like she's judging me. I, oh, no. I am not. I don't judge people for shit like that. No, no. Uh, no, not, no. For, not for things like that. No. <laughs> not for shit. Just be an Italian. Maybe I'm Italian. Gold if you're Italian, I'm judging. But no. No, 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 no. No, I, I, let me just say right now, I do, I really do not judge people. People just think I judge them. Brad, <laughs> that's definitely contradictory. Yeah, about. she said earlier that when you get older, you become more judgmental. I mean, I was kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, everything that she said right in the trash. All that relevant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought that's what we do now, you know, with Russia and like. Everyone. <laughs> like, anyway, nothing we say matters. Basically, nothing. Yeah. No, not not for me. No, don't. This is why I let other people make the decisions because I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on. So that's become very apparent. Yes. <laughs> See, I know this about myself. So shut up. Now continue their story. Okay. Um, looking back on it now, I'm very, very happy that I made the decision. You um, are okay. Yeah, because 
the whole reason I stopped pursuing music was this uh, idea of, I mean, if you're going to be an artist, you kind of have to portray that image of this artist the entire time. And I feel like in even in that, there is a, a sort of disingenuous nature to it. Like, I, I started this band called The Restless, and the whole purpose of me going away from solo career to The Restless was I wanted to be about the music, not about me personally. So I started, I like... I wouldn't show people my face when I performed live. I'd wear my hood up and just like, I didn't want it to make it about like, I felt like we have, we had become um, a society that kind of developed idols and I didn't want to be that. I just wanted it to be, it was always about my music and the impact that my music could possibly have. So I wanted it to stay that way. But then I realized, okay, so I got to have a Twitter page for my music. I got to have an Instagram, got to have this stuff. And then it was like, I was trying to force myself to post so that I could connect with my audience. And it was like, okay, well, this isn't about the music. This is about an image that I'm trying to portray mm -hmm. for people. So I can't really authentically do this fully. And so it was like, I don't need to pursue this as a career. I can just do it on my own and do it 100% genuinely. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's fine. Um, yeah. I can, I definitely understand that completely. Also, I feel like it's really hard to give your art over to, like, someone else to control. I just, I just, it's so hard. Because, like, that is an artist personality, right? Like, we're very protective over our work. Like, I know a lot of, I know, I have a lot of artist friends, literally, in a lot of different senses. And, like, like one of my friends who's an artist, like a painter, like a literal artist, is, I mean, he always says he wants to sell his work. But, like, he's literally never, I don't think, sold a painting. Yeah, he's commissioned, I think, a couple things. But he's never sold one. And so you walk into their house and it's just, like, covered in all this artwork but it's like i don't i almost think he puts like like i don't know if if he prices it so that it won't sell on purpose or like what because i legitimately wonder i don't maybe he doesn't have an attachment to it but like i kind of sometimes wonder you know like i feel like that's kind of part of like our personality types like i didn't used to want to post any of my work on social media at all it was a whole thing like I had to overcome because I was like I don't want my that makes you feel very vulnerable when your work is out there like being judged by people you know what I mean and I'm like I put my fucking like I you know I could spend two and a half hours on this haircut and make it like so great and think it's not represented properly in a photo and then, like, you have to take a picture of it to show your work and put it out there in public. And then it's just, like, vulnerable for people to fucking comment on it and make, you know, all this. Like, you work at like I, I did in the past. Or you did. Okay, yeah. That, like that. Like, people can just, like, tear you apart. And it's like, do you realize, like, how much work artists put into their craft and like their shit, like I just, but you're not, it's you, that's where like, I think as an artist, you just have to like, you just have to, it just, it doesn't matter. Like it, you just have to like, fuck it because you are you and 
you know, like you have to not care in a, in a way. Well, one thing I kind of want to backpack on that, a responsibility that I have kind of come across as being an artist in myself is I feel like as artists, I feel like there's sort of a responsibility to share the art because I, I, I kind of think about it. Uh, I've said this to a couple people, the, the Spider-Man quote with great power comes great responsibility. I feel like if, if art is con- you know, it can be analogous to like a superpower. Like we have this gift that actually can impact people or that can have some sort of inspire people. Yeah. Or, you know, just like it just brings joy or something. I feel like you have that responsibility to give people that to, to, and the thing is a lot of those people aren't the ones that reach out. You do get a lot of the comments of people just hating on shit. Right. So that point of not giving a shit, I think is super important because underlying under all that is one person who it meant something was inspired to. by yeah. it yeah it's yeah. true who was never gonna say anything exactly because that you stood that would always be me i look at other people's work on instagram and stuff their pictures and videos and stuff and be like damn that's like pretty badass you know but i would never make a comment or say or tell this is why it's important to tell people when you do like something i think about them or appreciate something about them you know what i mean because it's just so necessary, I yeah. think, because that person has to f- have energy to keep going forward, you know, so they need to hear the good with the bad. Like I had I had one client kind of recently who he has these he has blonde hair. First of all, that is rare for an adult. <laughs> and it's he has these like big, bushy blonde eyebrows and I just thought, like, God, his eyebrows are, like, amazing. Like, I just love these eyebrows, you know? And it's weird because he came in and I was like, your eyebrows are really nice. And I told him, and I go, is that, like, a really weird compliment to give to, like, a straight man? And he's like, no, not at all. He's like, I, he, like, I could just tell it, like, made his day. And he was kind of like, yeah, like, thanks. Like, he had never thought of it. But I, I was like, no, they're, like, really great. Because people love, like, sincere compliments. Like, I don't think anything makes anyone feel better than if you're having, like, a shit day and then someone says something, like, genuinely really nice about you. Whether, like, you look good or, like, you did something good at work that day. Like, that is some of the best feelings in the world to me. Yeah. How come you haven't made any compliments to us? (laughs) I'll I'll give you guys compliments for days. I don't don't compliment Italians. (laughs) And that, that must be a general theme for people. <laughs> Every time I talk, <laughs> Every time you talk it's, it's voice activated. Yeah, no, uh, giving Italians compliments must not be something people are too interested in doing because I feel like I get a lot more insults <laughs> than anything else. I don't know what it is. Well, you warmed up to me right away, which is unusual, by the way. <laughs> I met him at the salon. See, this is the thing. This is where... And you must be pretty good at picking up on... You must be kind of intuitive or, like, good at picking up on people because you didn't just think I was a bitch right away, which most people do. Upon meeting me, they'll never, like, branch out and start talking to me because they're a lot of times just thinking like too scared I think but you did and like now we're making a fucking podcast so 
I, I could just see right into your eyes. I was like, this person, there's more than just the, <laughs> the sort <bitch>. of passive. <laughs> like exterior yeah. that's very there's hard. There's more than this yeah. passive aggressive exterior mm. in front of me. There's something going on in there. <laughs> oh, there's shit going on. No, barely anyone asks, but, and if they don't ask, I don't feel like I need to tell. Yeah. But if they ask oh. me, then like, then I might tell you. But, but if people don't ask, I don't, I don't assume to know what people want to know. You know, I don't want to like impose like my life story on someone because a lot of people just don't want to fucking hear the shit. Some people just come to like want to relax and like, I don't want to start you know what I mean? I'm just I don't, like... I don't even know where I fall on the spectrum of people who go to get their hair cut. Because I feel like I sit there and I just kind of like play it off. Like, let's see what kind of person's cutting my hair. And then I let them sort of facilitate things. But then I feel like you do the same thing. Yep. So it was like both of us were doing it. And then I don't even know what broke down the barrier. Uh, you said something I, to me I first, always, I think. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> because, yeah, you. I think you said something to me first. But, yeah, because we're, we're the, we, I think a lo- all of us kind of have a similar personality type, maybe. Where, you don't freaking know me. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I said, that's why I said maybe. Uh, okay, whatever. Some similarities. But. That's why I said maybe. I think, well, I think we all kind of, well, like you pointed out, we were doing the same, we were acting the same way. We were trying to feel each other out to see what kind of person we were dealing with. That's true. And then go from there. <laughs> but. Yeah. I don't just like jump into things and just like, well, how's it going, man? Like, yeah, like no. I'm not, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not that person because I, when someone does that to me, I'm like, okay. Please, for the love of God, do not condescend me and like just stop making those sounds. <laughs> You're talking specifically about people that make those sounds. I don't make think I've ever. Sounds. He was like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I've never met a person who makes yes, those sounds. Yeah, I that uh, upon meeting them. That's one thing I don't like is <laughs> people who are condescending, uh, like them. that you don't that you don't. No, and they're just like worse or assume me or just like or insult your intelligence or something you know which <laughs> <laughs> or who starts conversations like that <laughs> i would just be like what yeah, I, I don't like when people come out the gate with that kind of stuff. No, I don't no. like it. Don't come. You after I get to know you, you can insult my intelligence, but don't yeah. just at come least, at, at me. At least with realize that. I'm an idiot. Like first. yes. <laughs> Once you realize I'm an idiot, I'm fine. Go ahead, tear me apart. Yes, if I know you, it's okay. You can you can critique me if I know you, yeah. or if or if I say or if I ask you. For your opinion, but if I don't, then you can't. That'd be a good like case study though, like an experimental video. We walk up to people and insult them right away and see how they react. Probably, probably wouldn't go through. Probably well. not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they're an experiment to be interesting. Yeah, that's what we do here. The Everything Must Go podcast. We like to experiment sometimes. You know, this just impromptu episode. We didn't we didn't know what was gonna happen with this. We just did something. That's what we do. I kind of think it's kind of good. See? One I mean, I'm an improv person. Like, I, pro- I don't even want those scripted shit. Are you trying to knock my script that I sent uh. you? <laughs> this one sends me a fucking script. Oh, my God. Clown. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Fuck me, guys, for wanting to be organized. Yeah, you're way too organized. Fuck. And while you're at it, you're, you're probably the only person who's ever said that to me that I'm way too organized. <laughs> well, that just goes to show how unorganized I am. You're not an adult. Why do we even talk about this? It all comes full circle. We talked about there this. We go. It's full circle. I'm I feel not like an adult. <laughs> not an adult. I'm a 34-year-old non-adult. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's anything else. Well, I think we should do like our, our normal ending of the episode where we talk about uh, writing in your questions or comments. You can send us an email at emgpod at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or if you'd like to see anything else. If you want Sam to come back in another episode, <laughs> feel free I to write to us. I don't live far. <laughs> I could. <laughs> what? What's so funny? Uh, <laughs> You're just so funny. That's we're just laughing at your jokes. I'm not funny. Funny looking. <laughs> Sam, I'm kidding. kidding. If you want to hear more terrible jokes, I know jokes, you now, so I can say things like yes. Oh. This is true. If you want to hear more terrible true. jokes by Brandon, <laughs> you could message him. The non-musician. <laughs> you know what? No, you I'm a mess- true underground. Musician. You know, Brandon, go ahead. Go you're ahead. doing it. The, you're doing it. You're you're the true legit artist. That's right. Yep. That's how we do. Artists are too practical for that. We have to have it our way. What, Sam, do you want to? Uh, That's why the social media thing kind of appealed to me when you said that. I was like, yeah, let's do it because it's not somebody else, you know controlling you or editing you you know what it's just you promoting yourself which is way better it seems more narcissistic but oh yeah (laughs) we're all about that here we preach narcissism (laughs) there's a difference between confidence and narcissism by the way yeah i think think i'm more confidence for sure yeah one of my friends posted this the other day on facebook she was like don't get narcissism confused with confidence and i'm like like So, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, anything you wanna you wanna promote? Um, your elbow, your yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go down the line. Brandon, you promote things first. I just posted a new video on YouTube. Actually, probably by the time this airs, it wouldn't be just posted. But uh, check out YouTube, Brandon Flippin Music, uh, Twitter, B Flippin Music, Instagram, Brandon Flippin Music. Um, I'll try to uh, keep music coming out for all you guys. Sam, your turn. Oh, well, I cut hair here in Chicago, obviously, so you can come see me for that if you want. I work at Robert Jeffrey Hair Studio in Lakeview on Broadway. You can look at my Instagram. It's called Sam's Hair Work, I think. I'll be on there. You can contact me through that, too, if you need me. Uh, I think that's, like, pretty much it. I post, I kind of started putting posting videos on Facebook, too, and I make them public so you can watch them, too. And me... Uh, obviously, you can see all of my great work. I have great YouTube videos, also part of the Everything Must Go podcast. If you've got questions or comments, you can uh, you can tweet at me, at Stephen Russell B. That's also my Instagram handle, at Stephen Russell B. Second time there for extra emphasis. Uh, I think that's about everything we've got here today. Hopefully, you enjoyed this. And we will see you again next time for another great episode of the Everything Must Go podcast. Take it easy. (laughs) Bye.